Legendary Wings. If you fail, mankind is lost. Take wing, legendary soldiers. to Nostalgia, chronological exploration of every NES game released in North America. I'm Mike. I'm Joe. And I'm Sean. And Capcom is back as well, guys. They're bringing us legendary wings. Capcom was last seen on a wanted poster for Gunsmoke. <laughs> Great game. <laughs> and Mega Man before that, so they are killing yeah. it. Uh, we really like Capcom They're here. being very good boys. Yeah, very good boys indeed. We've liked uh, even their older entries, uh, Commando and um, Ghosts and Goblins and stuff like that. So they're constantly bringing out these memorable titles at the least. You know, things you've heard of, things in the in the game sphere. You know, uh, it's they spherical. matter. The games here. Wow, it's what a spherical. reference. Um, the, so my point is, is that you've never heard of Legendary Wings. Uh, I have Truth not. or false? I've truth. True for me. It's true <laughs> for me. Also. Okay, gotcha. Uh, I would say it's true for most people. I can't think of many examples where Legendary Wings comes up in conversation. I brought this up at the end of last week's episode. So I think we need to explain this to people, but I'm going to make this a lot simpler than my us- my usual overviews. It's just a fantasy-themed shmup uh, where you do horizontal and vertical-style uh, shmup. I think the horizontal ones are a lot similar to Section Z without the ability to shoot backwards. I mean, the, I think they're like the other... But What's the other uh, horizontal uh, one? Twin B. Uh, gradius. Gr- aside from Gradius. I, actually, it, it does have a little bit of Gradius in it. I'd say that... Section Z isn't the best analog, but we're getting off topic. Yeah, no, I, I guess I was mostly going on Section Z from a uh, like a, even what it looks like point of view. You know, sure. the person is big it's a person. And, yeah, yeah, no, and it takes it's clunky. Yeah. Uh, anyway, now what you've really asked for, of course, is the deep lore of Legendary Wings. And if the cover art wasn't enough, which we've linked in the show notes, uh, the cover art features a angel. Or so you would think. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it turns out that's just what humans look like these days. Uh, he's holding like some kind of what looks like one of those 1950s Twilight Zone style guns that vaporizes people. <laughs> and there's a hint of like a godlike creature that's actually the supercomputer known as Dark. Uh, he's been he's been helping human civilization achieve a new state of enlightenment but has suddenly rebelled against mankind. Can I just say this thing on the cover, this face or computer or whatever it is, dark. it looks like... His they, name is Dark. They, they, they shot it like like live action or something. It looks like <laughs> a real thing, and it looks like it's like a prop from... like. It's funny you say 1950s uh, Twilight Zone because it looks like a prop from like Doctor Who, the old Doctor Who. Or well, something. wouldn't a, a godly-like and... creature like a supercomputer named Dark? Wouldn't those things take on a different appearance than the things of its world? Would would they like? Is this a, a thought experiment? Yeah, 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 that's what I'm saying. Like like things beyond comprehension and stuff like that. Like they wouldn't look exactly like the. They wouldn't have yeah, the faces yeah. of the angel. I, I, I would right. say that if like if there was a an AI that took over the world, uh, it wouldn't even it wouldn't even adopt a face because you know humans are so puny. <laughs> yeah, take that dark. Yeah, <laughs> you stupid so, idiot. So yeah, dark. I think like you know if you're smarter than us, then don't play down to our level. Like just just be yourself. Right. Maybe right. it's trying to at first to try to like lull the humans into a false sense of security. 
like, look, I'm one of you. I'm just made yeah. out of plastic or I, something. I just and, think that there are better there are better ideas than trying to look like uh, one of the faces in made of rock from. That that '90s kids show. Yeah. Oh, uh, uh, the, Legends of the Hidden Temple. Yeah, yeah that's, 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 that's what I was thinking of, but yeah, I couldn't Olmec figure it out. From Legends yeah. of the Temple. Yeah. Also, uh, if Dark didn't take on the embodiment of a face, though, it'd be really hard to have like a final boss in this game. It would just be imagine that reveal at yeah. the end. I'm everywhere, and then you have to <laughs> I, shoot I'm in all the cartridge. The, the cartridge itself is the completely AI. unrealistic. Completely yeah. unrealistic. But uh, uh, just you know, now two young warriors. Uh, they're given the wings of love and courage <laughs> by none other than the god of war himself, Ares. Ares. So I question if it's the real Ares, because in the manual, Ares is in quotation marks, <laughs> which makes me think it's like Ares, like with air quotes around it, uh, <laughs> god of war gave two young men. I mean, these aren't even real angels, so... Uh, right, yeah. You know, it's all over the place. Right. This is this has no common theme at all. Can I Can I just... I mean, I could just read the whole story because it's pretty short here. I don't I, know. <laughs> you could, you, I, you've like, been given permission. I'd like to read the whole story because I love the ending of it. Ares, god of war, gave two young men courage and wings of love to save the world from extinction. Ares entrusted them with the survival of the future of the human race. Time is of of essence. Take wings. Legendary wings. <laughs> is that like his like James Bond like drop the mic kind of like he's like, trying to be like epic? It sounds like a commercial for like a place that does chicken wings. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Legendary wings. Also like for the god of war to be talking like that. Right. Like I expected something a lot more epic. You know? But also he wasn't talking in this whole story until the last two sentences where suddenly we're like coming off coming from his voice take yeah. wings I don't know legendary wings so. yeah there's no there's no sense of tense or right, anything yeah. like that <laughs> in these older games you get whatever you get and you don't get upset <laughs> exactly oh yeah uh I'm just going to, rather than do this whole thing where we talk about controls and we talk about levels and layouts and stuff like that. <laughs> just end the game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> talking about this game at all. <laughs> I'm going to get right into the meat and potatoes of what makes this a different kind of shmup from the ones we played before. And I think it's something that a game like Gradius needed, uh, which is really cool. And that is that your power-ups are your health bars. So... When you are on, like, stage one power-up, you technically can take a single hit. And when you're on stage three, you can take three hits or, or four total hits before you die. And you won't, uh, you won't reach a, uh, you won't use another life. Right. It's so, almost like Mario rules a little bit. Where, like, yeah, you where have that's the, like the, the power-up mushroom. Up, and, yeah. Uh, mushroom. Yeah. Uh, and I thought that was really a, a great solve into a game that usually gives you one hit and you're dead. Uh, what did you guys think about that? I loved it. I mean, I did feel like I, at first I was frustrated as I usually am with shmups because whenever I get hit by anything, I'm just I'm not a big shmup fan, anyways. So having that ability to kind of cushion your experience and be able to keep going after getting hit or making a mistake uh, was helpful. Yeah, it's definitely sort of a positive feedback loop. Like if you do well, you're going to do better. If you do poorly, you're going to do worse. Uh, I'm of two minds on that. On that like philosophy of difficulty, uh, I, I think that um, there should be a, a balance that you know maybe you have all you have more power ups and you can take more hits, but maybe now there's going to be a bit more enemies to to counter that. But I mean, it definitely did it did provide a power fantasy. I, I when I was at like full, when I was at the full health. I, I felt like 
uh, a human with angel wings on my back. <laughs> the, the wings not, of love and courage. The, yeah. No, it's just courage and then wings of love. And, and I, I agree with the balance thing, but I, I'm not sure I would love having when I get more power ups, there's more enemies because then it makes my power ups feel kind of. That's kind why of weak there are, useless, like. that's why there are different thought processes. There are different ways to go about right, difficulty. Right. Well, I yeah. think the the biggest thing here though is the way the power ups work is that they're given throughout the stage as you defeat enemies and stuff like that. So it's something you must collect. I, it really is uh, a, a great way when, as you're leveling up to, like, let's say you're on st- stage three of your power-ups, it's a great way to make it through the, the normal part of the stage. However, once you get to the boss-like character, uh, it reveals that it pretty much wanted you to have all those power-ups to yeah. begin with. Because if you take three hits from, let's say, even the first boss, the dragon, if you take three hits from him and now you're back to your regular power-up... You cannot collect any additional power-ups, which I think is a bit of a mistake here. Mm-hmm. But more importantly, the game expected you to either um, know that you should have like your power-ups at all times and not take hits, or it expected you to know that, like, oh, in shmups, you know, you just got to shoot things over and over and over again. Because that dragon on level one pow- without any power-ups will take approximately yeah, 50 time. to 75 hits yeah. to the face. Like, not even to its, yeah. its body doesn't count. So you have to be pretty accurate with that, too. And that's just the first level of the boss. So I think the game made the mistake not in um, rewarding good players, but in the fact that it, really it expected punishing, you. Yeah. yeah, it punishes you if you don't have the uh you know the optimal amount of power yeah. ups and that's right. or even sort some of, level of power up and th- and that's sort of what i what i meant uh w- because well yeah maybe we shouldn't add enemies when you get better but th- there has to be some kind of aid for when you have the pea shooter and you will die if you get touched by anything right especially I, because you can't even i mean you can't even sometimes i can't even tell if i'm hitting anything when i have the pea shooter like yeah. that's really frustrating too cuz then i don't even know if it's worth me shooting at this thing if i should yeah. go around it uh, which brings up other problems, which I'm sure we'll get into later. mentioned the power-ups give you health but we we didn't really talk about the power-ups themselves uh this is a game that doesn't have a a wide variety of power-ups it's just levels uh, of your ability yeah so it's the same shooter all the time it just gets a little bit better so you Uh, have your there's some variety in in what it does when you shoot though you know oh no no no, absolutely i I guess what i meant is is that there's no growing complications right like the power-ups that are obtainable to you right at the start of the game are what you will have so you start out with the pea shooter and then when you pick up your first power-up you get like a twin gun which is typical uh and then on the third, I think you get like the the crazy 
wobbly like looking thing oh that's right yeah you get the one that like it, it basically does a bunch of helixes in the <laughs> air or maybe i'm skipping one but uh no i know uh so the, the third one is the it's called penetration Ooh. and <laughs> nice. which is very strange but i guess that's because it gives you the ability to um to go through enemy vehicles, like oh, it, it will okay. continue to so, attack yeah, the oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. eight, kind of. So then the following one is like the helixy uh, wide attack. Yeah, the flame shot. Yeah, and then the final one uh, is sort of like a big wave shot, um, where it, you know it goes through enemies. It doesn't stop when you hit the first one. It doesn't have quite the uh, the area of effect of the previous version, but. I guess it's more powerful. Yeah. I did think it was a little weird to have like the area effect one just be on that scale of progression. Where yeah. it's like you get like stronger, stronger, stronger. I, I, Here's a whole different technique. And but I mean, it's again. definitely way more stronger. Oh, I absolutely. Feel like the, yeah. I think that the fourth one may be my favorite just because it, it makes crowd control so much easier. Right. Yeah. yeah. The only thing that, that the fifth one gives you over the fourth one is that you get now you get two extra hits or three extra hits or something before you lose it. You can withstand it. two direct two, okay, hits. Yeah. But also the uh the flame shot one that Sean likes, the that one makes an interesting um switch off too in that yeah it is better than it shoots in the three directions, which is very effective for taking care of a lot of different things. But its damage is only counts as two times normal shots, whereas penetration counted for three times. So you're actually by keep saying penetration. I know it's so strange, but um, I, I don't know what else to call it. Power up three. Um, you know, it, it's interesting that they decide to actually think about, well, if we made, if we just kept scaling it up to be like, well, this one's three times powerful, this one's four times powerful, this one's five times powerful, then you would never, um, you know, you would just continue to get more op I guess, yeah, right. throughout the game. And so it was cool that they thought about damage scaling as well, even if they do on the Firebird, just say it's four times as powerful as normal shots. <laughs> Like go to town. You you collected four items consecutively. You might as well. Uh, You're a good boy. Yeah, might as well keep going. You like collecting so much. Why don't you marry it? <laughs> uh, so these are the lazy jokes that we make when we're not prepared. Which is always really. Yeah, yeah true. So uh, the vertical stages are nothing special. I think in the in the world of shmups uh, because it's mostly just patterns of enemies yeah. coming down it reminded me very much of stinger with the yeah. way the enemy or even like to go really far back like galaga you know where, where i, I will see the enemies on screen first they would do their like here we come and then they're <laughs> performed yeah layout. I'd, I'd like to say that um i think that the the concept of having ground forces as well as um airborne forces and having to switch between like a bomb and an actual shot uh, I I kind of hate this this idea in shmups because your bombs end up being so boring and slow, and it, it just it breaks the flow so much for me. Also, doesn't matter that much in a game where you can do two inputs at once, so you're just constantly hitting Hit both both all the time. Because sure. it's no, I'm saying like it's it's stupid. They should actually make it this way. It's is it one or the other, and does it really matter? And also, why are those things on the ground able to? To hurt us, right? Like <laughs> we so, have wings. Yeah, we have wings from so far. No, but like <laughs> from, from so far away, you know, it's like why are they a threat on that? And why should you have to manage that kind of thing? When, yeah. Like, there's already enough enemies why up at the I? top. Uh, I didn't. En- I didn't enjoy the the bomb not having any power ups either. That was important because yeah, kind of precision it becomes a thing with specifically with the land enemies 
So you have to think, you know, you have to almost think about like lining up your shots. Yeah. And I think that the land enemies in this game specifically uh, are a lot more trigger happy than we've seen before. Like I ended up having to dodge them more than I had to dodge the other enemies in the sky. Yeah, well, because you can't you can't outright ignore them because yeah. if you do, they'll just continue to shoot wherever you may be on the screen, limiting your arc. So if you mm-hmm. leave, if there's three of them on the screen and you go from left to right, uh, you know, sooner or later, you're not going to be able to go back to your left yeah. and you're going to trap yourself in a corner. Whether that's good game design or not, I'll let game designers decide, but I didn't enjoy that as a player. Yeah, and one thing I think we didn't talk about much yet either is on, I mean, in both versions of the level, is that you can't shoot behind you, which I think things get behind me all the time in this game. So that get, that's another, like, adds another level of frustration in the, especially I noticed in the um, uh, vertical levels, where things would be behind me, you can't, I mean, I guess you can, you can back up, but sometimes you can't back up enough, sometimes they're at the back of the screen. I don't mind that you couldn't shoot behind you, because that seems to be the standard in inch mups for the most part. I also, but I would have liked a power up that maybe shot in yeah, more directions. Like it, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it, I guess it, it was just a, that I noticed it more because it just seemed like there were so many more things behind me in this game than there are in a lot of shmups. I, I didn't notice that. I think that if they made it a thing that like you you can just shoot behind you if you do this button combination, that would just mess with me. So it would have to be always shooting behind you, and that would just look yeah. goofy. I don't know. And I think the patterns actually. Um, didn't lend themselves to having enemies behind you. There were definitely enemies that would appear from behind and you would have to, you know, first circle let them back kind of, or yeah, something. Circle yeah. back. But I think that's part of the um you know, there's there's this element of shmups that I'm sure we've we've all understood, but we haven't really talked about in the podcast, of that just as much as this is about like shooting everything up it's also this complicated like self-evolving maze yeah the opposite thing where you don't touch the walls (laughs) you know like like rather than rather than going along it's about evasion as much as it is about dealing out damage right yeah so you really have to it's almost like a puzzle of figuring out everybody's arc and where they're going to be and either knowing that to shoot where they're going to wind up or dodge to a place where they're not going to be yeah no i hear you and i and i think i'm mixing up uh, where I where I have found it the most problematic, I, I think it was actually the horizontal levels, where something about seeing it horizontally makes me feel like I should be able to shoot in the other direction because it's not, like, behind. Well, in the horizontal uh, levels, I, I felt overall, because of the different uh, the different layout of the sprites and the, and the way that the graphics look in the horizontal levels, everything felt very claustrophobic in those levels. There, there's really, uh, you know, if there was, let's say, four lanes... Yeah. In the vertical one, there's only really three in a horizontal level. And I guess I just mean by like lanes of player yeah. or positions the player just can be the in that are completely yeah. unique. Yeah. Yeah. So I didn't I didn't appreciate the horizontal levels at all because not only were they claustrophobic, but they had this weird uh enemy that would shoot when it was directly when you wound oh, up yeah. directly, directly under, under, it. under it. Yeah. And that became a game of uh dodging on a platformer level for a for a for a scrolling shmup something that you don't really have control over so the the enemies between that one that was like the the ceiling mounted laser and another which was sort of like a weird bug that would jump between the ceiling and the floor and shoot uh was that the the jellyfish yeah it kind of looked like a jellyfish okay uh that made a lot of sections very difficult to figure. You know what? I've just realized that in this podcast, we just 
we just want a game that's that serves everything to us on a silver platter. Like anytime something's kind of hard, where it's like you know, screw this game. And and <laughs> I, tell us like it is. John. I I just didn't like it. I didn't like that part. Yeah, I I don't know if I need games to be uh, easy yeah. to, to to enjoy them. Uh, you know, it's easy to look back at all this stuff later retrospectively and say this this was dumb and was just used as a way to, you know enhance the game's lifespan yeah to be like well you know you just got to remember everything about the game and you'll get through <laughs> it no problem uh you know that's half of the um sadistic nature of people who like shmups is that mm-hmm. they just constantly play through the same levels over and over again until they've figured out all the patterns and things and i i find that to be very rewarding in in this genre i just i don't really care for Enemies that are either so different than everything else in the stage that they that they become their own, uh, they they become their own boss in a yeah. way. You know, like every time, anytime an enemy comes up that's not a boss that you dread, that's going to continue to show up throughout a game too. That is more of a flaw in the design of the game yeah. for me than it is a like if the death beams were a single level layout thing. Where, you know, it's just like, oh, this is that one part of the stage where that happens and you got to like, you know, think about, do your, it. think about your position. Because there are some that are like very well laid out yeah. where you can just choose the correct path ahead of time and you won't have to deal with them. And then there's others where it's just like, yeah, we didn't we didn't think it that hard. Like <laughs> they're just here all the time now and you just got to, you know, constantly be dodging them as you wait for this scrolling exit to appear. Yeah. Um, And. I I think that this sort of leads into uh, we were talking about what pads out a game. Uh, this game is just a repeating sequence of two levels, and not only that, but a repeating sequence of two bosses. And I I felt kind of even though I you know this game was released years and years ago, I I felt sort of robbed because of that. Like, and it says that like. Uh, Oh, you you've killed the first you've killed the first boss. Now you have four other towers to go to, or something along those lines. But they're all the same tower. Right. It's the same dragon with a different coat of paint. It's the same weird brain mothership mm-hmm. with uh, presumably dark. more eyes. <laughs> yeah, and we've seen plenty of games older than this that have done it better. That have given us yeah. new stuff. So it's, it's but it's even I, I know that the. The specific patterns change, and maybe the arrangement of uh, ca- caverns change a little bit, but there there isn't really too much that changes, except unless you go into like these bonus levels where you go into the uh, dark stomach or something like that. Like, I-, I just felt like there wasn't enough variety in this game, uh, even though some of the things felt good. In- yeah, I-, I think the stuff, you know, the the levels themselves feel really. Uh, not talking on a gameplay level, they feel really nicely designed aesthetically. Mm-hmm. And it feels like they put a lot of work into, like you said, these two levels. Yeah. And then it almost feels like I, as much as I love the design, like even if they sacrificed a little bit of like the aesthetic quality of it to make more variety. So yeah. I can, you know, but, uh, but yeah, that is like, I think that's like the, a, a big highlight of this game is that it, like it, it looks unique and cool yeah. until you start, Seeing looping that, back on yeah, yourself over you see the over same again. unique and cool thing yeah yeah now it's not, yeah, now it's not cool unique anymore. anymore now it's 
It's everywhere. And there, there's two sub-stages specifically found in the vertical uh, shmup levels, and that's the minus stage and the bonus stage. Did anybody get to either of these? They're like those those whirlpools show up. One has a face. I, I got to the one in the whirlpool. face. The one that... The minus stage. Yes, the yes, bad yeah. one. Um, and it's just kind of a, another side-scrolling, very like organic... Yeah. Like environment or it feels like you're like inside something's brain or something yeah you're like inside yeah. the yeah brain or womb right like, and, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah it has like it, no it has like it, these it's more a stomach i think it's a stomach, Is it a stomach? Okay. Yeah. yeah well i guess you went into things lo- mouth so, looks yeah. internal yeah <laughs> and, and it's actually pretty graphic for uh an nes game at the time i'm surprised nintendo was cool with that <laughs> yeah they, they have the final say on every, like they've made other developers change things in games that were fine in the arcade versions for sure right. and i actually went into that uh read the, the first one that was available by accident and i just thought oh that's cool this is what the game is going to be you fly on this overworld which is the which is the vertical levels and then like land in these horizontal levels finish them and then come back out and continue See, on the overworld which I isn't what it was didn't think you were supposed to go I, I thought that the the thing like sort of sucks you into it i thought that was fire like i thought you were supposed to avoid that i th- well i think you are <laughs> but like, like the ones that i think you find just scattered around if you blow up a couple of the uh um ground-based enemies yeah the bonus ones yeah i thought that those were also bad and then i just didn't know they don't look any different other than face and no face yeah so uh i agree and i really like joe's take on what this game could have been uh but i i almost read the whirlpools as something like that you wouldn't want to get like i didn't read because it's a shmup and you knew it was a shmup going in you know that this works as like a you just got to keep going forward until you get to the next stage kind of thing and so i didn't think i would want to get sucked up in in a hole right well yeah well because i thought that it was almost like a punishment like you 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 come across this little obstacle if it hits you well now you gotta do this little extra level in order to get back on track in the hole yeah and the minus stage is definitely designed in a way that's supposed to make you lose your power ups mm-hmm, or right. or even you know go as far as losing uh the lives and, the, and when you lose a life it is pretty cool that it just automatically yeah regenerates i do you. appreciate I that appreciate that and even the continuation system too which uh as long as you have hearts collected you can i think you can get up to nine you'll able to um say continue and move on now granted there's only five stages in the game so i don't think it needed that complicated of a uh, <laughs> yeah. of a continuing life system, but I'm I'm all for it. I, I really expected the first time I died was on the horizontal um, stage, and I expected to have to like redo that whole room, and I was kind of pissed. And uh, and then I just immediately came back out, and I was like, oh, it's kind of it's nice, a, it's yeah. appreciated. I don't think I, I don't remember that. In <laughs> yeah, can't think of anything like that actually. did make this game in 1986 for the arcade even though it's now 1988 but it's around the same time as a uh gradius was done by konami so it's like they they did have other shmups as a point of reference this was just their way of doing it uh capcom maybe did 
1942? I, I can't remember, but... Uh, I don't think so. I don't think they did. I think that might have been Irem now that I think about it. Who did that? Nope, it was it was Capcom. Very oh, cool. Yep. Very legal. It was Capcom. Very cool and very legal. Uh, and so Capcom ha- has done shmups before, and they just seem to not be like stepping it up to Konami's level. But at least it's an improvement. But it is an improvement. Yeah. yeah absolutely. And the game was made, uh, or designed, rather, there's a team of people, but the designer was uh, Akira Kitamura, who we talked about extensively on the Mega Man episode. He is the director and artist of Mega Man. So nice. that's, I mean, like, it's Good. just weird to think that Mega Man and Legendary Wings can happen <laughs> uh, around the same time and one game be so revolutionary and talk to so many people and the other one never mentioned just again. Forgotten. Yeah. But that's just how things are sometimes. And for all we know, you know, who knows what the video game industry in Japan was like in the late 80s, but it might have just been like, Kitamori, you're, you're doing this, <laughs> you know, like some guy programmed it. You're the director. Like, go, go, go direct. <laughs> yeah, go figure out, like, you know, the art style for the game and stuff like yeah. that. Like, you know, oh, I think it should be fantasy themed and there's a dark supercomputer. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? We don't have any interviews uh, on Legendary Wings. So that's that. Any stray thoughts? I don't want to play any of the <laughs> yeah. games with music. Uh, I have a, a very short stray thought about the pause sound. Um, this pause sound, <laughs> I don't even have any like pretense to this anymore. I just talk about the pause sound. This pause sound sounds like maybe like five pause sounds put together. <laughs> it goes on for really, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> so maybe, maybe give that a listen. Highly recommend. There, does the name Michelle Hart mean anything to you too? Yeah. She's my favorite UFC wrestler. <laughs> Joe? No. Okay. Um, Michelle Hart is apparently the name of the female um legendary wing in legendary Mm. wings uh must have been in the arcade cabinet because i don't think it's ever mentioned on the nes but she winds up kind of making many appearances in later capcom games to keep legendary wings in the scope of things like we didn't forget it it happened (laughs) so here's a list of small appearances she's made uh in the fighting game marvel versus capcom the first one uh, she is a support character who assists the main fighters of combat. So she will just not any of them. She's just, a mercenary. Uh, I think she can be selected. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. And in the tactical role playing game Namco X Capcom, which I've got to get my hands That's on. A tactical <laughs> role playing. That's game? what it says. I've never, I've never seen this before. Okay. This is this is what Michelle Hart's been reduced to though. In this game, the character uh, Sylphie, who's the shopkeeper from Forgotten Worlds dresses up as michelle hart when she performs one of her special attacks like not even actually in the game right right yeah. not even like saying like hey remember michelle hart i'm dressed yeah. like who knows if that's yeah. an actual reference or not <laughs> maybe they just drew another winged like creature <laughs> and last but not least michelle hart is also featured in project x zone 2 that thing i was talking about project commando that's actually called project x zone Project X Zone 2, she's a cameo character in Captain Commando's solo unit. Perfect. <laughs> uh, Project X Zone is really cool, though, I will say. It's a, it's a I want to say an SRPG-style game where all the different Capcom characters what get in it. What is SRPG? Um, strategical. Oh, gotcha. Game. Wasn't yeah. she also in uh, Shantae? No. <laughs> but Shantae uh, did get Karn. Uh <laughs> Carnops. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I've reduced him to the name Karn. <laughs> Karn on the cob. Uh, 
<laughs> Speaking of Michelle Hart, though, she's kind of the secondary character because you have to select her as player two. So there is two player in this game. And we just it, never played it. It's simultaneous, though, too. Uh, so that's pretty cool for a shmup. Joe, you have some thoughts on this? Uh, yeah, just a little bit. It looks like there's there's quite a bit of slowdown that happens when you play that. Uh well, there's slowdown in the regular game, That's true, too. too. It looks like there's quite a bit <laughs> more. Any other character um, probably wouldn't yeah. help. <laughs> but I do think it's cool to have to have two characters in this shmup like that, because I fully expected it to be what we've seen a million times. One player plays, the next player picks up where they left off, and really just not two players, yeah. two people playing separately from each other. It's just a good um, way to get people to share. Right. Now, on a scale of, like, Cuphead, right... To what? No, just, <laughs> just, a scale um, of Cuphead, I'd on give a scale it a, of I guess Cuphead, Cuphead to Cuphead, right? <laughs> um, is the game is, does it make it easier, or is it like frustrating now that you? It have seems like uh, so. I, I haven't actually played it. I was just watching footage of it. Um, but it seems like it 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 has to make it easier, like because you're not really running into each other, or stepping on each other. All you're doing is doubling your firepower, right? Um, and, and if one person dies and is gone, they're just out. Like it's not like you both lose or anything like that. So I can't imagine it making it, and I can't imagine that the game spikes up the difficulty based right. on the fact how many players are in it. So I, I I assume it makes it easier. Also, am I crazy, or is this the first shmup or first of many kinds of NES games that doesn't have points? There's no high score. There's no, like, reason to shoot everything. I, I mean, there, does, don't definitely. the treasure rooms give you points? Like, isn't that, like, the only... I can't. I just... I'm, oh, shit. I'm right. trying to yeah. remember. I know, but I'm trying to remember. I mean, yes, Sean, to your point, there are definitely other games that didn't yeah. have scores. <laughs> I meant arcade-style, like, games to that, that just ignore it because it's... Well, it's on consoles. Like we've said, who cares about the points? But I, I'm I'm sorry, Joe, but unless it's, like, hidden somewhere, it's not I know, on the you, actual you, HUD. You're right. That's I mean, now, there's nothing there, but I so do remember getting, like, extra for? points in those tre- with those treasures. So I don't know what those... Maybe those are come up the at, hearts? I can't, I, yeah. can't speculate. We don't, uh, we don't speculate. We can, we, can, yeah. we can neither confirm nor deny. We can speculate on whether one man would be able to take down an entire country in the battle of war. Uh, battle which we did of war. last Wait a minute. Week, but sorry to interrupt, yeah. but it, it, I'm just looking at the end of the game here on this, uh, on this let's play on and YouTube. It just casually reveals a score. At it the does. End. It no, just, the score so just comes though. like it's keeping secretly keeping track of your score, I guess. And then at the end, it tells you what it is. It's um, like uh, when you when you finish a Resident Evil game and it tells you how bad you were at it, you know. I, I've never uh, played oh, okay. Resident. Well, it's, I've it's, never been bad at Resident it's Evil. Secretly, <laughs> it's secretly keeping track of how good or bad you are at the game at the end. Had hmm. I beat Legendary Wings, I would have. That would have been a fun reveal for me to see how bad I was. Like, <laughs> you got a score. E. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That yeah, that would be great too. Give me a rank then in yeah. that case. But I guess a lot of games do that now. I think Kingdom Hearts does that at the end. It tells you like how many yeah, times yeah, you yeah. died I mean, and everything. You don't know it throughout. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not, yeah, this is the first one. It's a pioneer in right. the genre. Uh, skeet skeet. <laughs> genre. Yeah, very cool, very cool. And uh, you know what else is very cool? The, the Essential, Essential Games, Games List. The question on everyone's mind, is Legendary Wings legendary enough for the Essential Games List? So there are some good things in the game, as I feel like I always start with. Um, but I, I really did think that, like, you can see that this wasn't just a game that was, like, just pumped out to, to make money. Like, there was care put into the game. And, and like I mentioned earlier, and I want to clarify uh, something earlier, we mentioned that the the aesthetic, that the levels repeat and everything. And I, the aesthetic of these levels does change and, like, kind of give you feel like you're progressing in that way. Um, and I was actually really impressed with that. Um, and it's... I'd say it's a slightly above other sh- a lot of other shmups 
as far above the average of other shmups as far as uh gameplay and leveling up and everything i just thought there was a it, it lacked anything like that would like really set it aside and also there were a few things that like that bothered me a little bit like the fact that sometimes i couldn't tell if i was hitting an enemy and sometimes i felt like enemies would appear in such uh, like, you know mike you talked about the ceiling lasers that are, feel like a little like it's not like really necessarily always right in your power to to get out of their way or there are some there are a few times where enemies would just appear literally right on top of me with no warning and I felt like there were little things like that that bothered me. There was a little bit of slowdown, and there was, it just overall, it was a good but not essential experience to me. All right, and that's one no, Sean. Um, yeah. So legendary wings. Uh, it's also in like the middle of my rankings of shmups. Uh, thankfully, we haven't had too many recently, so I, it doesn't have that like to to get past like shmup fatigue. Um, so. Well, I did in, enjoy parts of it, and there, there is some satisfaction of being like totally overpowered. I, the fact that there are only two bosses in this game that just go back and forth: dragon brain computer, dragon brain computer. Over, I, I, it got annoying, and it, it was like sort of a letdown. Um, so, well, I don't think it's an essential game. I think that Legendary Wings would be a really cool uh, like restaurant that. That that specializes in wings and also has like this cool like Rome Greco Roman aesthetic, <laughs> um, so I'm copywriting that in terms of restaurant names. So no, you can't call right. that now. Oh yeah, I think if you say that on a podcast, yeah. then it's legally copyrighted. Yeah, you have to yeah. funny file word. Yeah, paperwork. yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's sort of like mailing a letter to yourself. Yeah. Like, um, also, because this came out in the arcades. Uh, just out of curiosity, for the restaurant, is it gonna be like the arcade cabinet over in the corner, or for what? Yet, for legendary wings, your oh, restaurant. You mean the game? Like, yeah, yeah. In in my restaurant, would it be in your restaurant? I don't. Might think be so. too confusing. Yeah, okay. no, yeah. I don't think so. Right, but would you make a game Buffalo? based off your restaurant? You know, that could like be a cool. Mama, legendary <laughs> yeah, wings. it'd be like an overcooked <laughs> sort of thing, but more wing based. Huh. You uh, went overcooked. I went cooking mama. I yeah, think. yeah. I, mama, I right. found that interesting that you went cooking mama. Guys, cooking mama is coming back in a big way. I, and I, I'll call it like something like uh, legendary wings. The game. Hmm. Very. Good. Is it? Is it in Buffalo? The restaurant doesn't have to be. Huh. Okay. Yeah, there's other places right. you get wings. You know, you're keeping your cards close to your chest, I guess. I get it. You don't want to reveal your business strategy. Legally, are you allowed to sell wings outside of Buffalo? <laughs> you have to call them. Wings a la buffalo. <laughs> very good, very good. Uh, with the au jus sauce. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Enough, 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 enough. Let me give you my spiel on this Essential Games List vote. Been talking a lot about Capcom. Been talking a lot about Konami in this episode. It's not on accident. Next week, we play Life Force, which is a Konami shmup, which is also considered... Oh, no. <laughs> Which is also considered a very good shmup. Capcom has done this in the past where we've played Konami games and then immediately played Capcom games or vice versa. They always seem to like put games out around the same time. And so far in the history of things, <laughs> Konami has eaten Capcom's lunch every single time. <laughs> it is so crazy to think about, but... Konami is really, you know, what I think of when I think of these NES shmups. I mean, so far they've done it twice with uh, Gradius and Stinger. So I'm expecting good things from Life Force. Legendary Wings, 
I de- you know, when you look at the the grand scheme of shmups that we played so far in the NES, yes, it's definitely more competent than most. Mm-hmm. But that's because we're talking about games like Schoon and Tiger Heli, which look don't don't badmouth Schoon. I know, I know, <laughs> I understand, I understand. But I guess what I mean is, is now we have to think about you know. We've already got a great library of shmups in our essential games list, and we already have like our defining like Konami and Capcom rivalry going on here that I'm just making up. You know, I'm like, yeah, let's yeah, yeah. let's have at it. Like, other than Nintendo R and D four, who else is going to own this system? And so far, it's between the two of them. And so I think Legendary Wings, with everything else that I know about Capcom and that I know about Konami shmups, actually winds up being disappointing in the. Uh, in the retrospective of everything. And that's important for the podcast because there's a reason why we play everything in chronological order and understand the system better the longer we go on. So Legendary Wings was was cool, but it wasn't uh it wasn't something I would even consider going back to now because I feel like my itch has already been scratched by other things and is going to only get better. Uh your itch will be scratched even better in the future. Even, yeah, it'll be scratched even better in the future, but I wasn't even itchy going into yeah. this episode. <laughs> wow. That's what I'm talking about. Uh, so with that in mind, Legendary Wings is not essential. That's all the time we have for this episode of Nostalgia. You'll join us next week for the very now hyped Life Force episode. I think sometimes known as Salamander. Uh, (laughs) much less hype yeah uh no it's cool Uh, um but it's konami and it's a shmup so i know joe is very excited excited. you know i love shmups uh sean i can't really get a read on you and shmups you like them right i play them cool okay (laughs) if sean is a professional gamer everyone should know that first and foremost uh i don't really know what else i was gonna say but i will tell you this (laughs) eat at legendary wings eat at legendary wings the restaurant Tweet at NostalgiaCast while you're there, uh, or just in general, tell people about this podcast. That's right. The podcast you're listening to right now, the one called Nostalgia, the one that we don't bombard you with telling other people to tell them about it all the time, now we're doing that. And we're going to be doing it a lot more until we start <laughs> seeing the views and listens climb. We're about to go onto a huge marketing campaign where we are going to be posting billboards in many small towns across America. Uh, our first will be in Columbus, Ohio, which isn't quite a small town, <laughs> but uh, it was the first thing I could think of yeah, when we were having New- that meeting. More like Beacon, New York. Beacon, New York. See, I I don't think they have many billboards up there. You know, that, that's, that's why that's why it's ripe. Anti billboard. They actually yeah, have a huge mountain, though. We could put it. A, we could put up a new billboard at the top of the mountain. <laughs> You're right. I said we carve our faces into the mountain. Great. Mount Rushmore yeah. style. <laughs> Mount Rushmore style. Uh, people who, have been asking who, me about that. Like, yeah. when are we going to Well, put who would be on, on your Nostalgia Mount Rushmore? Like, I, if you I had to pick four would... Nostalgia cast. Uh... Like, employees? Yes. Uh, I can't think of any. <laughs> I yeah. would put Chris up there. Yeah. He's the audio yeah. podcast. I, I, would, uh, I would step down he's the engineer. for Chris to be on there. Okay, so yeah, that's what it'll be. It'll yeah. be me, Sean, Chris, and Sam. <laughs> and Sam. That'll be who? the <laughs> <laughs> Sam Emeritus. Also... One other little housekeeping thing. Uh, it's worth mentioning that sometimes we ramble, and that's what I'm doing right now. I don't have anything else to say you, to you. I'm just holding on to you for dear life because we love talking to you guys. We love uh, hearing the feedback. We're the, we're the clingy like podcast. Yeah. We're really clingy. We don't ever want you to leave us. So. Right. And, we're gonna, and if I have it my way, we're going to keep putting out episodes every Friday after I die. <laughs> 
well, we can we can do that. I think that uh, by the time that you die, there will be uh, the technology available to create a um, a voice like a voice print. Yeah, and so, just like AI will will make the not, episodes. Not, not quite AI, but like you know, we, like yes. I'll record things that Mike might say. But what if we all die? No, I think we do like a botnik AI. I'm pretty sure I'm gonna outlive Mike. <laughs> one of the well, projects, yeah, we're all gonna outlive Mike. Well, it's you know we do a lot of work for the podcast, so one of the projects I was going to task our listeners with was taking from every episode every individual unique word we've ever said and kind of cataloging yeah. them into like a dictionary M- system. Yeah, make sure you get a bunch of different phonemes. Like that could be the e sound, the ah, like the t, or all, any of those. <laughs> if you could just compile that so that we can feed that into a a black box. Um, advanced learning uh, uh, pres- pr- algorithm yeah. um, and we could just create all kinds of cool words with yeah. our own voices yeah. yeah at the uh at the post show of this episode which is about to happen in five <laughs> seconds each of us will say the alphabet good night <laughs> A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M, N, O, P, Q, R, S, T, U, V, W, X, Y, Z. A, B, C, D, E F G H I J K L M N O P Q R S T U V W X Y Z A B C and D. E. F. G. H. I. J. K. L. M. N. O P Q R S T U V W X Y Z. A. No. <laughs> 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 I just need to be too safe to keep these with that.